I'm here at a Casual Connect, and with me today is a special guest. How about you introduce yourself? Uh, my name is Giancarlo Mori. I'm uh, the Chief Creative Officer at Glue Mobile. And what does Glue Mobile do? Well, Glue Mobile is a global publisher and developer of uh, social mobile games. Uh, we've been around for about 10 years. Started in, initially with the feature phones, moved into the, the smartphone space about um, three years ago when the iPhone came out. And we have quickly, in the last year, uh, turned towards uh, free-to-play games for um, Android and iOS. And um, what games have you guys done that maybe people have heard of? Lots of games. Many that I hope gamers will be very familiar with. The Gambros is an all-time classic. It was launched in the fall as a several hundred daily active users and it's been growing very steadily. It's been up and down the charts, but a very, very strong performer. We launched a couple of games in the spring. They're a mix of more family-oriented games like Village and a couple of action games like Big Time Gangster and Contra Killer. And recently, about a few weeks ago, two weeks ago, we launched Eternity Warriors, which is a melee combat fantasy game which has been doing very well and climbing the charts quite steadily in the App Store. And are these all on iPhone or on Android? Both. We're supporting both. The initial uh, effort was on um, iOS specifically simply because um, the free-to-play model wasn't particularly well supported on Android. But with the, in with the introduction of uh, IAP on Android as well, I think that that will change quite considerably. We've already launched a few games, including Ambrose and Contra Killer on Android. They've been doing very, very well. So the trend will definitely continue. And so, what are your thoughts then uh, in the future of the mobile game development market? Do you feel that it's all going to shift towards Android? Is iPhone a dying platform for smaller developers? Oh, I don't think so at all. Uh, the, frankly, I think that definitely there is a, a little bit of an erosion in terms of um, uh, overall market share from uh, on part of uh, Google. But definitely, iOS is a very, is a very strong con contender. I, I wouldn't at this point is still the at least in terms of uh, opportunity quality of the offer and uh, just the competitive landscape is probably still the leading platform. But you know, Google is uh, right behind there and uh, we support them in the, same, uh, in, in the same way. We have a great relationship with Google. Uh, we got the, the great support from them. So definitely it's a partner and it's, a, it's going to be a partner for the long run. And you guys release, you know, different types of games. It isn't just family oriented. You have more serious games and stuff like that. Um, you know, for the audience, for these uh, for these players on these phones, what, what do you feel is more effective? Uh, casual type of games or some of these more serious or uh, hardcore games? Right, they're two different type of audiences. So I think each game has proven themselves quite well with the respective audiences. So obviously you tend to have a, a skew, a game like Contra Killer skewed towards a kind of a young to adult males traditional action audience. Games like Bag Village seem to be much more female and kids oriented, but in the respective audiences, both games have done extremely well. So I would say that our kind of a dual focus on what we call emerging audiences and the core audiences will continue to... I mean, um, 
is there any audience that has a higher retention rate or it's easier to satisfy them or is it just still pretty demanding? Well, the, the, no, we see some differences in terms of patterns. Usually core gamers tend to play longer sessions. But in terms of retention and churn, I would say that if the game is good, they tend to perform the same way. So it's much more a function of how well the game is designed, how much friction, of, of, how frictionless the game is, rather than not a genre. I would say that one thing is to, uh, in general, from our observation, uh, core games tend to ramp up much faster. Um, probably because the, the core gamers are much more active in seeking out and exchanging information about core game that, uh, for example, a game like Bug Villages. So the, the growth is much more kind of a, a viral and a little slower for a game for games that are more casual, on average. Obviously, you can have games that do extremely well in that case as well. Okay, um, so I heard about you guys uh, because you guys have a new partnership program uh -huh. um, that's kind of geared at smaller developers. Can you talk more about that? Well, you know, one of the challenges of uh, free-to-play, even for an organization like Glue that has about, uh, the overall size of the company worldwide is 400 people, and we have about 300 of them are actually hands-on developers in our studios of, uh, around the four locations that we own. But one of the problems is you're in the free-to-play persistent space, you're little bit of a victim of your own success. If a game does well, you don't walk away. You continue to support the game. So for example, Gambros, the initial team that was on that game is still working on that game. So if we want to take that game, that team, and move them to a different game, it's just not an opportunity. So the only way for us to acquire additional talent, acquire additional scale, get uh, uh, specific talent and specific skills. For example, we don't have anybody internally who has uh, uh, experience with some type of genres like for example racing on sports and so on. If we were interested in moving in that space we would have to acquire the talent from the outside. And finally I would say specific knowledge of certain markets like Asia. EMEA. We published in, this, in these areas before, we have a presence in these markets, but these, the games we published there were very much North American games, and uh, as you know, a game that is successful in North America won't be successful in Japan. So acquiring specific talent that has a, a keen and a deep understanding of the specific taste of that market is critical. And so that drove us to kicking off the, um, the G Partners program in the fall. We started with a few developers, a very small set of uh, developers in North America, relatively quite well established. We have proven the model. We have had some initial successes. We continue to, to um, uh, get interest from developers. And so definitely it's proving out for us as a, as a successful model. So we'll definitely continue to pursue the model in the future. And what's the benefit to developers? I mean, if they're interested, you know, why would they want to join you versus, because I've seen like a lot of indie developers, even at these talks where they're, you know, they're just using iPhone directly for distribution or Android sure. directly for distribution. And they certainly can. I mean, they, 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 it's, it's a very viable opportunity. I think what they get from a larger developer, a larger publisher, especially if they have not made the transition from premium to freemium, is the knowledge of the freemium model. How tricky it is to design games for freemium. How tricky it is to, to support them post-launch, both from a technical as well as from a marketing standpoint. We have reached uh, in, uh, for example, uh, ad networks, uh, we have uh, deals with OEMs, we have deals with, uh, with uh, uh, 
um, uh, carriers and so on. So what they get is the advantage of a publisher that has already done the heavy lifting and knows uh, very well the development challenges, as well as the deep marketing muscles that get the expertise we bring to the table. And what's the rev share model for such a deal? It varies depending on whether it's our IP or their IP. We tend to use well-established models though. Um, obviously, if the, the, the IP originates with us and it's more a work-for-hire uh, model, we tend to obviously continue to, to wanting to own the IP. If the IP generated with them, obviously we're flexible. But you know, we're very reasonable. We work with talent and we want to have a, a long-term relationship with talent. We're not in a business to just, just strangle a developer and kind of a squeeze every cent out of them. And so we want to partner with the best talent out there. So we want this to be a win-win situation for both of us. Now, can developers say self-publish on iPhone and then maybe go through you for Android? Or are you looking for actually just doing, well, doing all the, the whole to do both simply because you create the synergies that otherwise you wouldn't have. Um, but you know, if it's a great game and uh, it's really an opportunity that we, we just can't wait to publish, Obviously, we will probably go through the, 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 the conversation anyway. Now, you talked about um, internationalization, different other markets. Um, you know, where do you feel that's going? Do you feel that the opportunity right now is in North America, or is it in Asia and these other markets in terms of Android and iPhone? It's, uh, it depends on market by market by the penetration of the smartphones. So, for example, in a market like Korea, definitely the opportunity is present today. In Japan, there's still a lot of feature phones and iMod phones that definitely have a, still a, a very, very strong uh, market share. But in Japan, for example, smartphones, and I mean uh, iOS specifically and Android, are growing very fast. So there is an increased interest in those markets. In China, obviously, it's just a boom waiting to happen. We are seeing the early si kind of signs of that taking place. So uh, we are very excited to, to, to see the Chinese market become alive and very active. We have a presence in China, we have a studio in Beijing, uh, so we follow that market very, very closely. We'd love to hear from uh, uh, the small studios in China, uh, specifically for content which is tailored from China. And you know, the big, the big market that is still a little behind is India, so hopefully that will come to fruition relatively quickly as well, and uh, we're big fans of the, the, those emerging markets. And so where do you feel the future of um, mobile gaming is going to go? I mean, is this going to disrupt uh, the social games on Facebook? Is it going to replace the gaming on all these other platforms? Uh, what's the opportunity? And is, are there going to be new types of genres that are actually as sticky? Because what's happening is that people are taking the model that's worked on the web and just applying it to mobile. I would say that probably my answer is yes to all of those questions. I think it, it, it will disrupt Facebook. It will disrupt the console. It's already disrupting consoles. If you think see the growth of gaming, both in terms of re revenue growth, in terms of uh, uh, downloads, the percentage of games in the App Store, uh, just in terms of uh, the year-to-year, -year, sometimes month-to-month -month growth of the audience on mobile, is definitely obscuring anything that console has been doing. Console is uh, fundamentally in decline. We are seeing a kind of explosive growth. So there is absolutely no doubt that that's going to happen. Uh, we are seeing a robust increase increase of uh, uh, presence of Facebook uh, is it, still in the top charts as a kind of a Facebook app on, uh, on iOS and Android. Uh, we are very excited about the Spartan project which was uh, leaked a few weeks ago or released a few weeks ago. So 
Definitely, we think that because of access, because of ease of use, because of proximity, and because of the, the just the penetration, social is more social on mobile, I would say, than on desktop. So, will it replace these uh, channels? No, but will it be a primary way that people will access other f their friends and games in the future? I would venture to say that that's definitely the case. That's our bet as a company. That's where we're going to be. And that's one of the reasons why, for example, we've invested much more in uh, mobile social development and not on Facebook. But Facebook is, a, is an amazing reality. Yeah. Uh, definitely, is a, we, have an we continue to follow that with interest. But I don't have any, any doubts that is a, that mobile and social on mobile is a very disruptive force in the market today. And so where can listeners who do have a small studio that are focused on freemium games uh, for the mobile space, where can they find out more information about this G Partners program? Well, they can call us. I mean, they don't have, on our website, there is plenty of information. Uh, the, 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 we are is that gluemobile.com? Uh, it's, gluemobile, it's actually glue.com. Okay, so uh, so GLU.com. GLU uh, we have uh, Sarah Thompson, and uh, the, the, you can find her email in a, a lot of literature that we can get and we can give you, so that, that you, you could publish her information and if people have, that are interested in uh, contacting her, she's a point person for the G Partners program, and we'd love to hear from anybody who has a great idea. And by the way, to your answer specifically, and a segue uh, from that to, 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 to your last question about how people get in contact with that, with us and about new ideas, I think there will be new type of games that we haven't seen before that, that take advantage of uh, the, 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 just the conne connectivity and uh, location-based services, which we haven't seen on, uh, on desktop and console, which will be a reality on, uh, on, on the smartphones, for sure. So you are open to different genres of games. You aren't just looking specifically for maybe emerging audiences or hardcore audiences. No, we, we look at anything that we think has a is a, a competitive advantage and potentially kind of a, a very strong reality. At the end of the day, we're a public company, so we are in business to make money. But if there is something which is can establish a new genre, I would definitely love to take a look at that game. Thank you.